to Ireland has become one of the toughest tests in world rugby, but Wales are excited by it. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Tough test for the under-20s in Cork as well. We'll hear from some of the stars of the future of Welsh rugby in a bit. But we'll start looking forward to Dublin. One change in the Wales team that came so close to beating England and Scotland. With Sam Costello returning at outside half. Here's coach Warren Gatlin. Oh, it was a tough call. You know, like, we've been pretty happy with Jan's um, development at 10. Probably things didn't go as well for Sam in that first half against um, Scotland, so... Look, he's been someone we've been working closely with in terms of the World Cup stuff. I think it was easy for him in the, in the World Cup because he sort of come in and thought, I've got a couple of experienced teams in front of him and just make the most of the opportunities. And I think I spoke to him that week of the Scotland game and I think it kind of dawned on him, oh my God, I'm the Wales number 10. And, uh, and I think we're all pretty well aware what the expectations and pressures are with that sort of job so yeah he was pretty nervous for that first game so yeah we wanted to get him back and and up and, and playing again with um you know limited changes looking ahead to Ireland then is, is this your biggest test in the tournament so far oh it's going to be yeah so look we know how good to the side they are they're they're a settled team they're a world class they haven't been beaten at home for a long time um you know well coached got a lot of familiar combinations with uh, a number of players in their squad from Leinster and yeah, it's going to be it's a big challenge for us, but we're, yeah, we're excited about it. There's a lot of stuff being said about us being underdogs. It, that's not a, any motivation for us. The motivation for us is the pressure we're putting on ourselves to get better from game one and game two is to put a, a more complete performance on. The match just continue to develop and, and be more accurate. Um, so I couldn't have asked more from the players this week in terms of the way they've prepared and and train the attitude's been fantastic and um, yeah, we're pretty excited. What are Ireland doing well at the moment that you're keen to stop? Oh, they're just comfortable in opposition when they get the ball. They don't tend to play a lot of rugby in their own half. Uh, they've got a good exit strategy, but when they get the ball in your half, they, they've got the ability to keep it for multi-phases and that really, really stresses you. So we've got to be smart about that and, and not allow them to play the game on their own terms. That's when they're incredibly dangerous. Uh, and just one moment from them um, you know, can change the momentum of a game. So they've got some key individuals and we've got to take our game to them to put them under pressure to try and um, unsettle them, you know, not in a negative way, but definitely in a positive way. And you continue to plan for the future with your selections? We've made that decision because we feel like there's an opportunity for us to develop this team over the next couple of years. Having a chat with Steve Borthwick, they're kind of in the same situation at the moment. You know, he was saying, when does he transition some of his older players who probably won't be there for the next World Cup? And we've kind of made that decision already. So um, uh, hopefully people can see what we're trying to do. I think this group of players have been really excited about them and there's a chance to really develop and grow this group for long, the long-term benefit of um, the international game in Wales. Tell us about Mackenzie Martin. He's as green as anything, he's as raw, but he's got some talent. And again, we're trying to not throw in too many new faces all at once. We're trying to integrate some of them in. And you know, here's what's he had eight games for Cardiff, and that's his top level rugby, and he goes to play one of the best teams in the world. And 
he'll get some good game time on Saturday and just want to see him get his hands on the ball and defend. Look, he's for a 20-year-old, he's 118 kgs. He's only going to get bigger and and stronger, but he just needs to start um, learn about playing the game at this level, and that's just going to take a little bit of time for him. There's an opportunity for some of the youngsters and the leaders within the group uh, with, with the experience we've got and others to come in to mould this team over the next few years about what direction they want not they want to take it and not so much for me. What are their expectations? You know, What are the things that we expect from ourselves? And that's what this week's about. It's not, it's not the external pressure. It's, it's what we're putting on ourselves about us going and improving and make sure we go there without any fear and, and go and play some, some positive rugby. We probably, when we've reflected about it and David Jenkins spoke about, we probably went into that game, the first game, with a little bit too much respect for Scotland in that first half and kind of that was a message at half-time and, and I think we saw an improvement up in Twickenham. Again, there's a number of learnings from that and those close games, how you manage that. And in fairness to England, I thought their kicking game was excellent and they were just patient and waiting for an opportunity and they took that and we probably haven't got that experience at the moment to be able to handle those situations and making sure that we learn from those. And then you know, this weekend, playing against one of the best teams in the world have been there for the last two or three, three years like that. It's going to be a huge challenge for us, but you've got to embrace that. You've got to be excited about that and speaking to the players about you know, stepping up in big moments and being the one that who wants to be a part of a big moment, not having any fear about that and not going into your shell and and that's part of our you know, definitely part of our growth. What have they got that we haven't and what what have they got that we need? Oh, I think they've just got the right structures in place and probably if I look at the previous time we were here we kind of were papering over the cracks of the things that were happening behind in Welsh rugby and we have got an opportunity for a reset which Unfortunately, I'm not 100% convinced that we are going to have a, a proper reset within our regions. It's probably felt like sometimes you're in a sinking ship and you're just trying to plug the holes a little bit. And So there's, there's still lots of work for us to do in terms of definitely their central contracts and their, their structures, I think. Have, it, it took a long time. It took a while for them, but I suppose that, that's benefited from the performance of their provincial teams and that's transferred in, into the international team. It, it took a while. We were probably the other way around. You know, we were the reverse, and at the moment we're probably reflective of where our, our regions are, and we've got to look look at closing their gap. You know, an interesting discussion that someone said, um, you know, Alex Mann, as a, as a 20-year-old, came into us and we had the sponsors' dinner, and one of the questions asked by someone on the table was, and he came into us and he said, I now know what a professional environment is like and what, what it should be like. And that's what we've got to encourage our regions to, to be like that. Continue to speak about infrastructure, getting the, the right infrastructure right, the right environment, the right S&C coaches, medical staff, quality coaches, training facilities, grounds and stuff. Forget about the players. You get that right and then you start building your squad, but... We've tended to probably do it the other way around, or with a 50-50, and then that's, like I said, that feels like just plugging up the holes of a leaking ship.
so there's still lots of work to, for us to do. And the thing with Ireland, they, they look like they've got their structures right. But the only way we're going to do it as a group is if we if we work together and we, and we support each other. Everyone talks about the finances, and I, and I understand that, but it's making the right decisions. Is the more money going to be to go to buying players, or is the, is the extra money going to be fixing up the the infrastructure and the facilities and quality people in your in your backroom team and, and coaching and like I said, medical and SNC support. And we've got to look at the long term. And there's always a short term fix, and the short term fix is to go and buy two or three players that might plug a couple of holes. But if we don't think about the long term benefit of the game and how it's and the infrastructure we've got, we're just going to be behind the eight ball continually. So my advice to all the regions is don't worry about the players. If it means focusing on picking young players in your squad, make sure you spend the money on your facilities. Make sure you spend the money on the right people within your environment. The best medical team you can get, the best SNC staff you can get, the best coaches you can get, and then start worrying about the players afterwards. That, that's what I would be doing if I was at one of the regions. And I said we've got to probably raise the level and the standards and the expectations at, at regional level so when they come into us the gap's not as big and it's not it's when the new players come into us for the first time that kind of go you know we try and create a no excuses environment with having the best people we can possibly have to give them the best opportunity to develop and, uh, and improve as players to give us the best chance to perform on the weekend and some really interesting thoughts to finish off there but back to the challenge ahead in Ireland. How does Captain David Jenkins approach it? A lot of excitement, I think. Obviously a massive challenge going to Ireland. Probably number one team in the world right now. So, uh, yeah, it's really excited to challenge ourselves against the best with no fear and no pressure, really. So, yeah, really excited. What would your message be to the players that go into this game as probably underdogs? Yeah, I think, well, we've had that underdog tag for quite a while now, but we're still not winning. So, really chasing that win, but obviously... No pressure on us, we've got nothing to lose. Just go out there, leave everything out there and um, yeah, see what can happen. You don't like being underdogs because you work so hard to be the best. But that, that's the state we're in, fair play to Ireland. They're a class outfit in there and demonstrated why they're the best team in the world the last couple of weeks. Obviously their breakdown's massive and they've got in individual players that, that are class. So just matching up against them really and yeah, proving ourselves. Is there a belief in this group that you can go out there and cause an upset? Yeah, 100%. If we didn't think that, there'd be no point going up there in the first place. So, yeah, we have full confidence that we can win and, and do a job. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be tough. What was the Twickenham experience like and the atmosphere and what you expect in Dublin as well? Yeah, obviously Twickenham was, was special. Not many people get to lead the boys out there. So, in the derby, obviously extremely disappointing in terms of result. And we felt that was one that really got away, similar to the Scotland game. Yeah, in terms of going to Ireland, it's obviously an incredible honour every time I get to captain the boys and, and something I don't take for granted. Just really looking forward to hopefully leading through my actions and yeah, getting the result. The margins are so small, You, if you're 1% off, you, you're going to come out on the losing side. So yeah, just being at the top of your game, all the 1% does add up and they, they do really mean a lot, yeah. The Welsh front row will be crucial, of course, where Lucid Gareth Thomas will be among those leading the Welsh effort. Yeah, it's obviously going to be a, a challenge for us, but talking to the boys in the week and last week, just saying how exciting it is if we get it right and get a few things right in the, what we need to do, and it'll be a class challenge for us, and you'll feel it's going to hurt, but it's going to feel good if we get those uh, bits right. 
targeting another Grand Slam and have such familiarity in terms of their coaching team and head coach as well. Yeah, like they're playing some really good rugby at the minute, and but uh, watching the first two games, people are letting them play like that. So if it's up to us really to to go at them defensively and stopping that smooth kind of attack they've got at the minute and just really going after them physically and that's I think the only way is to to beat them at the minute. We are problem solving a little bit with things in that, especially in the front row and stuff. So I think that went well against England. We kind of need to have a full eight deep performance in that area to not give them any cheap territory. So I think uh, there's a big focus going into this week on cleaning things up and um, having a good platform. Gareth, you've been around a while, you've been in the international scene for a little while. Are you noticing a difference in this squad in terms of your level of experience? You're now going to be a mentor rather than someone who's coming into the squad initially and then been around for a couple of years? Yeah, like obviously we lost a lot of senior boys, which is always difficult, but I think I'm quite enjoying the fact of probably knowing what's coming and things and trying to help the younger boys, the newer boys who haven't had that experience yet and I'm you know I'm quite enjoying that bit of leadership side to it so um but we got a, a like a group of young boys who are listening as well and learning and just working really hard so that's quite a good energy about the place we have like our front row meetings and things we chat and go through training go through uh, games and things and just just learning on the go and cuz different combinations we're back in regions and in here is different uh, everyone scrimmages differently so just trying to get everything to click into place and benefiting from our point of difference. And in the lineup as well, you, you know, the lifters play a big role in that. Ireland have been perfect so far. Wales have had good periods, less good periods. What do you see in their lineup that you can target, and what have you been working on in yours? Lineup defence, we were very good against England. We spot a bit of their ball, and you know they've got good aerial jumpers as well. England have so. This weekend now is going to be a bit of the same, hopefully, and get up and compete. And I think Beedy's running the line-up really well, fair play to him, and he's bossing the uh, attack. Uh, we got Dav and Will bossing the defence stuff, so they're working really hard. It's just as lifters, then, we need to kind of get on board with them and making it easier for the hookers, because if the lift is like not 100%, then the hookers overthrow him because they're expecting us to be double top. So... It's a lot of, uh, on uh, our lifters to get the stuff right through. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But now on to the under-20s. Here's what coach Richard Whiffin had to say about what's ahead for them. They're a good team, obviously, at home, but there's plenty of opportunities for us. We've obviously scouted them hard the last 10 days and... We've seen the opportunities that present itself in the game and um, again similar to Scotland and England game we feel we've got a game that can challenge the opposition if we get our game model on the field and boys are confident to go out there and, and challenge them. Pretty good game against Scotland, didn't really get the chance to do that against England, where do you assess where you are? Oh look, obviously it was a tough day up front against the English and we battled with only sort of 35% possession but what you did see was a team full of heart, our defensive performance was outstanding given the circumstances and yet there's areas that we've looked to fix in and around the set piece and I think if we can get parity around our territory and possession, we saw in the England game, we saw in the Scotland game how dangerous we can be with the ball and we expect nothing different uh, against Ireland this weekend. We've made a couple of changes, 
some on form, some on having a look at other guys in the squad. Because again, we've obviously got the World Cup to look forward to in the summer. So we're trying to keep as balanced 23 as we can whilst trying to see as many players as possible. So it's that tough balancing act through a tournament. I know they're in the room and listening, but obviously we're going to be talking to Harry and Johnny. Just give us an assessment of each of those separately. Uh, so Harry at 10 led the team really well, especially the new way of, of wanting to play the game from myself. And I think you've seen him develop and, and lead the team really well. I think his play calling's uh, been outstanding. And it's no surprise that when we've had the ball, we've, we've challenged. And I think Harry gives uh, the team a focal point to move the ball and, and challenge the opposition. Johnny done really well there in obviously the, in the set piece. He, he's had some experience with the first team in these couple of weeks as well. We spoke around and stepping up in training, and both have been great performers so far for, for us. And, and yeah, we hope it continues there this weekend. Well, we've previewed what's coming next. We're also going to hear from a couple of the players. First, second row, Johnny Green. We've played two games, beat Scotland. I think that was a really high quality win for us. Good to get us underway in, in the campaign, and then. England away at Bath. That was a really, really tough, tough game, especially for the boys in the in the tight five. They had a very, very strong pack, and it's very hard to get yourself into the game when the scrum was as it was, and they were dominating us at scrum time. Um, so that's something that we tried to sort of take into this week against Ireland. We know that they're a very, very strong team playing away in Cork. They haven't lost there in, in uh, quite a few years, so um, they're double Grand Slam champions and. Um, yeah, be tough going there, but I think we're very confident. I think there's a lot to take out from the England game as well. If you don't just look at the, the scrum, I think if you look at our defensive performance, I think the boys, the heart that they showed, and I think it, it would have been easy to concede a few, a few more at the end, but I think there's a lot we can take out from that game going into Ireland. You are obviously involved in the Six Nations last year and the, and the Summer World Championship as well. Where do you feel your game is compared to them? I think last year, I think it was really good for me... Um, sort of felt like a, a youngster in the squad to get quite a lot of experience in the Six Nations and World Cup. The Six Nations last year was quite a tough campaign as well, but then in, in the World Cup we had a few good performances. And this year I think it's just, for me, trying to bring the learnings I had last year and trying to just be a bit more dominant as a player and try and come through and try and be a bit more of a leader in this squad. Playing at Harlequins, of course, and coming through there, just remind us of your, your Welsh background. So my mum is from, she grew up in Gowerton. A lot of my, that side of the family were massive Scarlets fans based in Llanelli. And playing at Harlequins, how's that been for you this season? You've had quite a lot of exposure at London Scottish, quite a lot of championship rugby as well. Yeah, it's really good. I think training with Quinns week in, week out, it's been really good for my development personally. And then going on loan to London Scottish in the championship, just getting loads of game time week in, week out and sort of, for a type 5 player, it's, it's a very good place to go in the championship in terms of learning all sort of the, the dark arts and the malls and, and the scrums. You don't always get the chance to play at your age, but between them, you've played quite a lot this season. Yeah, it's been really good. I've been fortunate enough to get the opportunity to get quite a bit of game time. So for me personally, I feel like the more game time I have, the better it is for me. I feel the more games I play, the better I can get as a player. I think it's good for the youngsters in the pack to get a good opportunity. I think we put a good foot forward, but um, yeah, it's, it's good to get that exposure. And for yourself going forward, where do you see yourself going? It's last year in under-20s, isn't it? So Yeah, so yeah, last year in under-20s. I've loved the last couple of years under-20s. Next year, um, sort of looking at what I'm going to be doing next, enjoying Harlequins at the moment, so yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. 
Given you've nailed your colours to, to the Welsh mast, how proud would you be to uh, make the grade here? It would mean so much to me. Um, Wales is the country I've set it before. Um, there's no doubt about who I, who I want to play for and the future at senior level. Definitely be in Welsh colours. So, yeah, that'd be what I want to do. And Richard was telling us, I think, before the last game, that you gone up for a day training with the senior squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, How was that? Yeah, in the build-up to the England, England game. game yeah. yeah, so, yeah, mm. that's really good exposure. The intensity goes up another notch in that environment and just being around all, the, all those players, yeah, just really good to be around it. Yeah, I bet. Another key player this season is outside half Harry Wilde, who first came into the 20 set-up last summer. Obviously, they had Dan Edwards, he was sort of a nailed-on 10 uh, there at the time, and He's obviously thriving now in, in Ospreys with that drop goal uh, the other day. Um, and I'm happy for him. Uh, couldn't have been better me, uh, with me when I came in camp. Uh, he showed me the way and uh, I can't thank him enough for that. Yeah, and it was it was an exciting time for me and my family. You know, having an experience out in South Africa and something I always look back on. Something I'll definitely take now and hopefully I, I can transfer sort of that, some of that leadership that Mark Jones showed me um, and transfer this in, into the Six Nations, which I, I hope I am doing. I was going to ask about Dan a bit later, but I'll bring it forward. I mean, obviously you see him playing first team yeah. Ospreys, doing things like yeah. he did at the weekend with a winning drop goal. That must be really inspiring because here's someone yeah. that you were playing alongside yeah. so recently. Yeah, 100%. You know, Dan, like I said, he was nailed on last year and I was pushing for that 10 position in the World Cup. But like I said, it was a it was a massive surprise for me just even being named, being named in the squad. So I just had to sit back and try and learn as much as I could from, especially from Mark Jones, one hell of a coach. The level of detail he went in, uh, I, I learned so much from my experience. And how much of a springboard was that for you? Because you're coming out of school, getting that opportunity, and now Cardiff, of course, you've had a couple of games for them this year. Yeah, it was a massive surprise for me. You know, just coming from school and then straight into that environment, it, it was a massive step up, to say the least. Um, I didn't have much exposure at um, men's rugby at, at that time, and the 20s is pretty much men's rugby, you know, as fast, as it's more physical, and I had to adapt to that very fast. That four weeks leading up to the game, I, I, I realised how much the level of detail that does go into this game, and I, I learned a lot from that campaign, yeah. And playing for Cardiff, how much of a difference has that made for you? Dan Fish being there uh, as a head coach at, at Cardiff RC, um, he's so good to me. He sits down with me and helps me, and him being a 10 just helps even more. Before, whenever I do play, uh, we sit through the game, and, and that gives me the confidence then going leading up to the Saturday. And again, that, there's you know, like I haven't had much game time at that level, you know, falling with an injury quite early on when I, when I had my first start against Neath, but every time I have the opportunity to play for them, I, I learn so much from that, and that's what I need, especially as a young 10, you know, you need that experience and you need that game time to, to be able to get better. People are quite excited about the back line you've got around you, how are you finding that experience? Yeah. And in Scotland, we really saw what could happen, couldn't we? Yeah, that's what I mean, you know, England, looking back on England, it was pretty tough up front, it's fair to say the, the England pack really did target us at, at that area of the game and they did a good job and we didn't have much ball to play off but as we showed in Scotland when we do have the ball we can create things and that's what we're going to look to do in Ireland. We, we know Ireland are going to pose a, a different threat and they like to play the game and different to England, you know, they're set-piece orientated whereas Ireland got a bit of both so we have to be switched on to that and they're going to look to play and so are we so it'll be a good challenge. And for yourself, looking forward, presumably things are fairly settled, are they? Is that in the Cardiff Academy and going forward through Cardiff? Or yeah. Don't you know yet? Yeah, obviously, you know, being at Cardiff, and I, lo- I love it there, and I don't have intentions, intentions of leaving anytime soon. There's a lot of opportunity in regional rugby at the moment for, for youngsters like myself, and 
hopefully in the next few years that's, that's somewhere I aspire to be. So best of luck to the Welsh teams over in Ireland this weekend. Tough tasks, but that would make the achievement of doing well feel a little better. Plenty to report back on next week, but until then, goodbye.